Unity is celebrating its annual World Day of Prayer, September 9th to the 10th, and you can join us online. You'll hear great Unity speakers along with standout musician Eddie Watkins Jr. This year's theme is about moving from fear to faith as we stand in truth. It's perfect for these times. Learn more about the online events at worlddayofprayer.org and submit your prayer request to be included in the 24-hour prayer vigil. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. So happy to be with you today, as always. And as you can hear in my voice, I've got a little something-something happening in my voice. Something-something that's not so pleasurable. (laughs) Yeah, just coming off Thanksgiving and uh, that other national holiday, Jennifer Helen Hadley's birthday. (laughs) Uh, Which was the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, calling it Purple Friday. (laughs) And... uh, Yep, everybody in the house got a cold. First cold I've had in two and a half years. So, whatever. So, here here we go. My topic this week is healing. Healing and the relationship between time and space and healing. So, I'm excited to share with you. And as always, we are going to start with a prayer and a blessing. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. Take that breath of love and gratitude with me and let us be so grateful, so very, very thankful that love is all that there is. Love is all that we are. We consciously choose to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, calling upon all that is holy, opening our heart, opening our mind to the presence of love that lives in our heart. We take these breaths of love and gratitude and we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We call the name of God, beloved, I am that I am. And we declare that we are worthy of our true identity. We are worthy of knowing who we are, who sent us, and why we're here. In grace and gratitude, we are choosing to be truly helpful. We are choosing the atonement for ourselves, and we are saying yes to our healing. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So just before I get into our topic this week on healing, time, and space, a couple things I'd like to mention. Uh, last week's show, I had Gary Renard, his wife, Cindy Laura Renard, um, Cindy's mom, Gary's mother-in-law, Doris, and uh, Cindy's sister, Jackie, and uh, her husband, Mark. So we had the whole family on. And this is the second time I've had uh, Cindy and her family on the show. And this time, Gary joined us. The first time was in August 2013 
And so all of these episodes are in the archive. You can download them for free. It's easy to find them at iTunes, at Stitcher, and uh, at unity.fm. So you can uh, find all these all, this is the 165th episode. So all the episodes, including all the many times I've had Gary on the show and uh, shows with David Hoffmeister, Regina Dawn Akers, Ken Wapnick, so many great Course in Miracles teachers, John Mundy, Earl Purdy, Nook Sanchez, Nick Davis, and all the teachers, pretty much many of them at least, who have been a part of the Living a Course in Miracles family have been guests on my radio show so i encourage you to take advantage of that archive and tell people about it because it literally is 165 hours (laughs) of resource that's totally free for you and this radio show by the way is sponsored by the power of love ministry which i founded it's a 501c3 so when you make a donation you help cover the cost of this radio show, as well as the cost of the Living a Course in Miracles classes and all the many other free offerings that I offer at livingacourseinmiracles.com, acimapp.com, acimretreat.com, and jenniferhadley.com. So lots of free offerings. Actually, at the retreat.com. There's no free offering, but we are planning for our winter retreats in Baja, Mexico. There are two retreats that you can read about there. I'll tell you about them later. Oh, yes. So, uh, yes, so last week I had Gary and his family on the show, and um, that was a beautiful show. People let me know how much they appreciated hearing them speak about practicing A Course in Miracles in their family and how that came about. And also the week before, which I think was November 18th, I did a whole show on family healing to help prepare people for the holidays. And so, again, these are helpful for you. And if you had over Thanksgiving here in the United States, we had our big Thanksgiving holiday last week, if you had upsets over the holidays that you got triggered and you haven't gotten over them, I have my free forgiveness workshop, How to Get Over It, right on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. So that's another free resource for you. And of course, I offer daily prayer, daily written inspiration at jenniferhadley.com by means of my blog, which I call Daily Shot of Spiritual Espresso, and my prayer for today. All right, so just letting you know about those resources to support your growth. I, I, I get many emails from people for which I'm very grateful. You can always email me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com. And I get many emails from people who let me know uh, what they, these sometimes topic suggestions. I'm always open to that for the radio show. Uh, usually I just literally open the book. I hold the book and then I say, Holy Spirit, what would you have me share? I'm interested in being truly helpful. What would you have me share? Uh, but I'm all, Holy Spirit speaks to me through everyone. And so anyone who wants to make a suggestion, please do email me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com. And people all over the world tell me that they're grateful for the radio show as a resource. So thank you to everyone who writes in. All right, so we're looking at time and space and healing. So one of the main things that the human race consciousness has come to believe is this idea that healing takes time, that time heals all wounds. So in uh, in America, these are two popular sayings, time heals all wounds and healing takes time. So that is a complete fabrication. It's an illusion made up by the ego that many of us have come to believe. Now, 
I've been studying New Thought teachings. I started with Eric Butterworth back in, I don't know, 1986, attending Unity Services there in Manhattan with Eric and Olga Butterworth, which were a godsend to me. And then, uh, as you may or may not know, I'm a science of mind trained practitioner in the agape community and uh, I got most of my ministerial training at agape through the Holmes Institute and then graduated from the agape school of ministry in 2006 so I had nine years of training as a practitioner and minister in the science of mind teachings and uh, I've been studying a course of miracles for many many years and to me, there are the truth is truth. Truth is truth, and one of the new thought teachings that many of us are aware of is this idea that not this idea, this what I think of as a fact that time and space are an illusion. So the time-space continuum is an illusion, and as we're undoing the ego, we're coming to the end of time. So time began as an uh, instrument, a tool for us to use in the mind in order to awaken to new heights of awareness, new expansion in the mind. So it's a tool. And uh, it's we've gotten caught on the wheel of karma, the wheel of samsara, or as my Buddhist teacher, Venerable Dahana Iwahu, my my spiritual mentor, she's also a Cherokee chief, I'm Cherokee as well, she talks about Sam and Sara's bar and grill, and for those of you who are Buddhist, you'll appreciate the humor in that, and... Um, So the Buddhists also teach that time and space are an illusion for the purpose of our awakening the mind. And that this adventure in time and space is the fastest path of awakening. And so we've chosen that. We've chosen to experience karma, the ego, as a way of awakening. And uh, and we're doing it. We're getting her done, for which I'm so grateful. So this belief that time has something to do with our healing is a very, very closely held belief in the ego thought system. And those of us who study these new thought teachings of A Course in Miracles, Science of Mind, Unity teachings, we understand that the ancient mystics, including Jesus, have always told us that time and space is an illusion. And yet, while we say that we know that, we still hold on to this belief that healing takes time. So if we intellectually know something, but we don't live as though we believe it, do we actually know it? In my spiritual practice, I came to see that I had this intellectual understanding of these teachings, but I was not taking it all the way into my heart and living it. And when I made the decision to do that, it was after years of really being dedicated and devoted to living it to the best of my ability that I came to realize, okay, my ministry is about living A Course in Miracles, living these teachings. And in my experience of living them, I fall down every day. Every day I find myself going into opinion and judgment. Every day I find myself entertaining attack thoughts, thoughts of lack and limitation. The only difference is now I recognize it sooner, quicker, faster, with more ease and more grace. And so if I find myself caught in the web of the ego thinking, I start to feel upset and I recognize, aha, I must be believing something that's not true. So I'm inviting you this week right now as we're transcending time and space together in this radio broadcast because most of the listeners listen later on download 
What we're doing is we're transcending time and space. So I'm inviting you to turn within with me right now and just allow the I am that I am, the higher Holy Spirit self, your higher self, the Holy Spirit, place in your awareness what is it that you are healing that is being healed or that you would like to have healed in your life, in any aspect or area of your life experience, that you believe time is a factor in that healing. Where in your mind do you hold that time is a factor in your healing? Identify at least one thing where you are convinced that time is a factor in your healing. All right, so let's take a breath on that. Now, A Course in Miracles says all healing is at the level of the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. And I remember back in, gosh, it was a while ago now. I can't remember now. Was it 2011, 2012? Maybe in 2012. David Hoffmeister and I um, were hanging out for the weekend in California. And uh, we were talking about doing another Living a Course in Miracles class together. I think it was the Living a Course in Miracles Series 4, which I think was the one on healing. Each one has a different theme. Each set of 16 classes has a different theme. And uh, we were talking about what would be the topic of his class. And I said, you know, David, here's what I'm getting. This is what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me. That so many people hear this teaching from A Course in Miracles. All healing is at the level of the mind. And of course, all healing meaning all mental healing, all emotional healing, all physical healing, all spiritual healing, financial healing, relationship healing. All healing is at the level of the mind. They hear that and they've heard it so many times that they think they know what it means. And so they think they know, oh yes, Yes, all healings at the level of the mind. I know that. And that's how I used to be. Oh, yes, I know that. But I was not living as though I knew it. And so when I realized, oh, my God, I think I know that because I've heard it so many times, because I've taught it in my classes, but I don't live as though I believe it. That's not how I live. Therefore, I must not know it. That was one of the best ahas I ever had in my whole life. Because then I said to the higher Holy Spirit self, Eureka! Here comes more freedom. Here comes the actual healing. Because I am now going to focus on healing at the level of the mind. And this whole idea that time has any power whatsoever, I am giving it back to spirit. (laughs) I'm not giving time any power anymore. Let all the power of healing be attributed to the mind. There is one mind. It is the mind of God, which is my mind as well. And so everything began to change. I love this section. It's chapter 26, which is entitled The Transition. And the section is number 8, which is entitled The Immediacy of Salvation. Salvation is immediately. Salvation is at hand. Healing is at hand. Here's what it starts with. The one remaining problem that you have is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and will receive the benefits of trusting in your brother. This but reflects the little 
you would keep between you and your brother, that you and he might be a little separate. The remaining problem that you have is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and the time when you receive the benefits of forgiveness. No such thing. So this week in our radio show, we're stepping into the quantum. We're willing to have extraordinary healing. So if you've got something you haven't forgiven, that you haven't gotten over, maybe you don't want to. But if you're ready to release that judgment, to release the pain and suffering that you're experiencing from not forgiving anything in your life, maybe my free How to Get Over It workshop could be of benefit to you. And I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com. It's right there on the homepage for you. Sign up. I'll send you the links, the downloads, all the different pieces of it totally for free. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and we're doing it right now because that's the only time there is. I'll be right back. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Ah, oh, Thanks for joining me. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about healing. And its relationship to time and space. So we're in chapter 26 of the text, section 8, the immediacy of salvation. The one remaining problem that you have is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and will receive the benefits of trusting in your brother. So let's, let's think about this for a second here. Is there actually an interval in of time that is necessary between choosing to forgive and actually forgiving and receiving the benefits of that forgiveness. Now, I I teach a class called Prayer Power. It's a three-part class, and I'll be teaching it in January. Uh, And and by the way, I'll just mention that um, I have my year-long course. It's called Master for Living Course 2015. 
And uh, this will be the seventh year I've offered it. I can't believe it's been seven years now. And uh, we start every year on January 1st. So people are enrolling right now. So if you'd like to give yourself that gift of a whole year to deepen your practice and your studies and to have a spiritual community doing this work with you in an intimate, loving, trusting environment with people from all over the world me supporting you week after week in class masterful living course might be for you you can go to jenniferhadley.com and on the classes page or the events page you can read about masterful living and see if it's right for you if it is trust that you'll know that and if it's not right for you if you're not interested in having that guidance and support in deepening your studies with me you'll know that too um and so one of the things we do is we start the course every year with two weeks on setting new year's intentions and aspirations not resolutions <laughs> and uh, you can actually sign up just for the new year's intentions two-part class and then we go into uh, my sequence of stop playing small how to stop playing small and um, prayer power to set ourselves up for the new year. So you can take these classes individually. You don't have to enroll in the whole year. Um, and uh, I'm actually doing a preview class tomorrow, Wednesday, December 3rd. So you can sign up for that. It's how to stop playing small with a focus for light workers who are playing small. It's a free class. Uh, and you can read about that on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Anyway, uh, in my prayer power class, one of the things I talk about is how uh, when I'm teaching prayer and talking about healing in a workshop setting where I have people in front of me, I'll just ask everybody in the room, I'll ask them this question. So I'll say, let's say that my neighbor stops by to visit me and uh, as they're walking out the door, uh, they say, oh, by the way, will you pray for my cousin? And I say, sure, absolutely. And then they go out the door. And after they're gone, after my neighbor's gone, I realize, oh, wait a minute. I don't know the cousin's name. I don't know the cousin's gender. I don't know how old they are. I don't know where they are. And I don't know what the challenge they're experiencing is that my neighbor wants prayer around. I don't know any of these details. Can I effectively pray for the cousin not knowing any of those details? And when I ask a room full of people, I, uh, I'll say, who thinks that it's not possible to effectively pray for someone if you don't know the details? Nobody raised their hand. I ask, does anybody think that the prayer will be less effective because I don't know those details? Nobody raises their hand. So that tells me that everybody understands, at least on a heart level, that prayer has nothing to do with knowing those details. Now, another thing I say is since I don't know where that person is in time and space, will the prayer take longer to take effect? Because I don't know where they are. Is distance and that knowledge of where they are in time and space a factor in the healing? Nobody thinks that it is. Literally, I've never had anybody say, oh yeah, that's a major factor, or even a minor one. So that tells me that even though most people haven't thought about it, they on a heart level know that time and space are not a factor in the effects of prayer. And what I can tell you is that when my mother was sick with cancer and we had a meeting with the oncologist, the oncologist acting under the guidelines given to them by their malpractice insurance company 
told me that there was nothing that could help my mother heal from the cancer. And that, in fact, if she took chemo, it would be more likely to hurt her and possibly kill her than help her. Based on what he knew of my mother. And what he knew of the chemo that he was prescribing for her. And I asked him, I said, are you basically prescribing this chemo because if you don't, you're liable with your insurance company? And he said, I think you understand the situation. And I said, so you're telling me that nothing can help her, changes in diet, prayer, I mean, not prayer, um, exercise. Uh, I listed a whole bunch of things, acupuncture, homeopathy, all these things. He said, there's no evidence to support that any of those things can help. Now, I knew that people had all kinds of success with changing their diet and all that. But see, his insurance company, as he was telling me, would not allow him to affirm that. And what he said was, there's one thing that I can tell you I have seen work. But I can only tell you off the record. I'm not telling you as the doctor. And I said, what's that? And he said, prayer. If you know anybody who prays, get them praying for your mother. Because prayer works. And one thing I have done in the past is I have organized prayer circles for people who were receptive to it, where we would pray once a week for somebody, or even at times once a day on the phone using freeconferencecall.com or some other system like that. So prayer works. And prayer, the words do not matter. Course in Miracles tells us that. What's in your heart is what matters. God knows what's in your heart. Words are but symbols of symbols. Now, words also represent what we're thinking. So for me, I've become extremely mindful of my words. And when I misspeak, and I I can tell energetically that what I'm saying is not going to create the effect that I would like, then I will correct myself. And if you spend any amount of time with me, if you listen to a lot of these radio broadcasts, you'll hear me correct myself. I do it at least once a day, for sure. (laughs) So I teach the power of prayer because I know how powerful prayer is. And I know that it has nothing to do with time and space, that it is powerful quantum healing. Because it is healing the mind. It is clearing the mind. If you're interested in studying this, one of the best books I can share with you that inspired me personally is uh, the Quimby manuscripts by uh, the letters uh collected letters and there I think there's some talks in there by Phineas P. Quimby who taught Mary Baker Eddy, who founded Christian Science. So Quimby is considered the godfather of new, or grandfather of new thought. And uh, he, he used to work at the level of the mind, and only at the level of the mind. And his teachings are, are really beautiful and powerful, and very interesting reading, if you're into that kind of thing. So I encourage you to study that, if you're interested in quantum healing. So, the immediacy of salvation, the one remaining problem that you have is that you see an interval of time between when you forgive and when you receive the benefits of that forgiveness. Now, if you've been listening to my radio show or my classes, you know that I teach that what forgiveness really is, is the release of the meaning that you have made of it, the meaning that you have made of whatever occurred or did not occur is your judgment. It's your opinion. And those are the only blocks to love that there really are. They're false beliefs. They're the meaning that you made up that has nothing to do with love, with truth, 
with goodness, with wholeness, with freedom, with joy, with peace, with prosperity and abundance. So one of the things that I share, uh, for instance, in my daily Spiritual Espresso uh, blog inspiration yesterday, December 1st, I, I wrote a blog about healing poverty consciousness. And uh, if you're interested, you can go and read that there. And one of the things I talked about was if you're really interested in healing poverty mindset, patterns of poverty thinking in your own mind, put some real attention on what you're thinking and start, get a little notebook that you can easily carry with you. And of course, these days, many people can do as I do, take notes in my phone (laughs) So I have an iPhone, I have an older iPhone, and I use it, I use the notes, and I take notes in there. And you could take notes and put them in there, what are you thinking, the lack and limitation thinking. And you might even start to put down the time. So what time is it? What was the thought of lack and limitation that you had? Now, lack and limitation is not just about finances. So you can think, oh, there's not enough coffee, there's not enough love, there's not enough information, there's not enough of anything. Put down, start to write down the, you know, each day, keep a log. What time is it? What is the thought of lack and limitation? And just start to list them every time you notice them. It's going to make you hyper aware of your thinking, which is a really good thing because all healing is at the level of the mind. If you have, you'll start to notice that you have the same recurring negative thoughts, the same recurring thoughts of lack and limitation. I know for me right now, I have a cold. And what I'm noticing is I've been feeling unwell for a couple of days. And what I notice particularly about this experience of having this cold, it's the first cold I've had in two and a half years. Although I did have, um, you know, my sinuses get dried out when people turn the heat on really high. And last year at Christmas, I was staying in a in a house um, that was, oh, there was so much heat in the bedroom. My sinuses got dried out, and so uh, my sinuses flared up intensely. But this is the first cold I've had in a couple, in two and a half years, at least the last time I can remember having one. And um, what I noticed this time is that I'm not having thoughts of like, oh, I feel terrible, oh. I'll be glad to feel better. Uh, when is this going to end? Oh, this is a bummer. Oh, I'm suffering. I'm not having any of those thoughts. I'm just noticing how I'm feeling and noticing that while this is less than comfortable, it's really not that bad. And that I'm grateful that it's not that bad. So... <laughs> I'm grateful that I can feel it's, it's shifting and changing. I had one day when it started, one day when it was worse, one day when it started to feel better, <laughs> and now another day where it's feeling even better. But it's changing, it's shifting into my voice, so I'm just noticing it without ascribing any quality to it. Bad, wrong, pain, suffering. So I'm not really experiencing suffering as a result of it. So this cold is bringing me benefit because it's showing me how my mind is shifting. I know in the past when I've had flus and colds, it was always very tempting for me to go into complaining over my discomfort. And to really like, oh, what can I take? How can I heal this? And I'm just not going into that mindset this time. So it's a real difference for me. And I'm noticing the quality of my experience is different as a result of it. 
And I'm also not thinking that this is going to heal over time. I'm perfectly willing to have it completely stop right now. <laughs> so I, I know this experience of thinking, okay, I'm going to forgive, and then t- t- time is going to uh, have to ev- elapse before the, the quality of my relationship with my brother or sister whom I'm forgiving is going to shift. But it doesn't take time. It doesn't take time. I have experiences all the time that, um, not all the time, but on a regular basis, where something comes up in a relationship with somebody in my life, where it feels difficult, it feels challenging, it feels like an old pattern has come for healing. And I have learned to take total responsibility for it and to do the healing in my mind. And to do it by releasing the judgment and the opinion. It's also that judgment, that opinion is an attachment. And for people who are working with healing the physical body, many times they're not willing to recognize that there's a gift in their physical experience. So they reject it and think that their physical experience is bad or wrong. They form an opinion about that physical experience and they hold on to it. Not recognizing that, as it says in Lesson 135, everything is gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good. So even that experience of physical debilitation is part of the divine plan. So for me, one of the biggest healings in my life is that recognition that giving thanks for everything just as it is allows me to accept the gift in it. Emma Curtis Hopkins, the great mystic who was a student of Mary Baker Eddy, who founded Christian Science, Emma Curtis Hopkins was the teacher of teachers She was the teacher of Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind. And she was the teacher of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who founded the Unity Teachings. And she used to, she had this method of looking at something that seemed to be less than a gift. And she would say, you are of God, and I demand my blessing from you. And we can do that with anything, to recognize that everything that comes to us brings a blessing for us. Otherwise, we would not be experiencing it. So often, we reject the answered prayer. We reject the teaching that's right in front of us. We could change our mind about that. And that's what A Course in Miracles is all about. Time does not take healing. Let us eradicate that belief from our awareness and support the whole human race in moving into quantum healing. All healing is at the level of the mind. I'm Jennifer Hadley. I'm so happy to be sharing with you. We're talking about A Course in Miracles. Live in the love, walk in the talk on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back. Available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free you pray app and links to download. Visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash app. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. 
the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back talking about time, space, and healing. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And so it says here that there's one of the big problems we have. The one remaining problem that you have is that you see that interval between the time you forgive and the time that the healing happens. I'd like to share a story with you right now. I'm living in my brother's house and, uh, we, we get along fine now, but we didn't get along well for a long time. And there was one point, um, gosh, I can't even remember when it was. Back in the 90s, mid-90s sometime, 97, something like that. And I was visiting him. He was living in Brooklyn. Had a couple young kids, married. And I was visiting him from Los Angeles. And we were out to dinner. And we got into a terrible fight over something completely innocuous. And um, the upshot of it was that I really felt like I just don't ever want to talk to him again. I don't want to see him again. I'm done with this relationship. You know, I went into that special relationship. I'm cutting it off. And, of course, that's crazy. How can you end a relationship? That's an illusion. If we're all one and we're all eternal, infinite love of God, you, you, it's just a crazy illusion that you could ever end a relationship. There's just a perception that you could end the relationship in time and space. So I knew that, but yet I, I wanted to, to get him back. I wanted to hurt him. I wanted to cut him off. I wanted to end my suffering. And the eagle will tell you that if you stop talking with someone, somehow that will end your suffering. If you stop relating to them, that will end your suffering. That's, of course, insane. And you only have those thoughts if you're engaged in a special relationship. But at that time, I was learning to pray. I was learning how to do science of mind treatment. And so... I did a treatment to have a healing in my relationship with my brother. And then sometime after that, not too long, I was literally walking down the street. I remember exactly where I was when it came into my awareness. Ah, the reason that I feel like my brother doesn't love me is because... I do not feel worthy of his love because when we were younger, I treated him badly. He would get upset. He was my little brother. He'd get upset. He'd do something to hurt me and I would hurt him twice as bad. 
And I felt guilty and ashamed for it. So I did not feel worthy of his love. So even though he, he, he and I weren't getting along well, he was unkind to me, I was unkind to him, we were very argumentative, picking at each other, we'd had this big fight where I said, I don't think you love me, I, I don't want to spend time with someone who doesn't love me, and he said, I do love you, I just don't like you, and that's where we left it. And I was really thinking, I don't think I'm ever going to speak to him again. But I didn't decide that. I was just in the ego contemplating it. But nonetheless, I turned it over in prayer. And I did a heartfelt science of mind treatment, which I wrote out and energized. So then I had this realization that I couldn't feel his love because I did not feel worthy of it. So the love was there, but I was blocking it with this belief that I was unworthy of his love from the meaning that I had made of things decades before. See how it works? So what I realized in that moment is, oh, I need to forgive myself. And so I did. I literally did exactly what I teach, which is I forgave my judgments. I offered the judgments up to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing. I said, I don't need to judge myself as unworthy anymore. He did what he did. I did what I did. We were kids. I don't need to carry that burden anymore. I forgive myself. I release the judgments I've been holding against myself. I now realize I'm worthy of love. Just as I am, without improvement. (laughs) And two weeks later, my brother called me and said, "Um, my wife and I are thinking of coming to visit you for Christmas, which was about eight weeks away, and uh, bringing the kids. Now, my brother had never come to visit me in his entire adult life, ever. Had never expressed an interest in that, ever. So... I had just been to visit him maybe a month before, six weeks before. We had this horrible fight where I literally thought we might never speak to each other again. After two weeks of contemplating that, I did the prayer treatment. And then after about two weeks of uh, ha- having forgiven myself, making that realization, my brother calls me and says, we'd like to come for a visit. At first, I was kind of like, really? Wow. It just was like, how does that happen? And I said, that would be great. Yeah, please come. So then I hung up the phone, and the next day I realized, oh, my God. I did the prayer treatment. I forgave myself, and my brother This had a total about face. We didn't have a conversation about it. We didn't talk about it. We just shifted our minds. I shifted my mind and his mind shifted too. So I wrote him an email and told him this. Now, my brother doesn't believe in God, but I still told him anyway, this is like a miracle. And I explained about forgiving myself and feeling bad and all of that and and praying on it. And he wrote me back right away and he said, wow, that's really interesting because it was exactly two weeks ago that I got the idea to come visit you, but it took me two weeks to tell you. So what my brother was saying was that basically the very time that I forgave myself and released the block to receiving his love, it came into his mind to come and visit me. He talked to his wife about it. They agreed on it. And it just took him two weeks to tell me. That changed my life. It taught me so much. It taught me that, yeah, all healing is at the level of the mind. It taught me that prayer works. That prayer is the most powerful tool I have right alongside forgiveness. And what is forgiveness? It's releasing the judgment. I learned all of that through my willingness I was willing to be the fulcrum point of love in my relationship with my brother and to take total responsibility. 
And through that taking responsibility, the healing steps to take were revealed to me in my mind. I chose to engage with them. I followed my intuition and it led me and my family into quantum healing. It was the beginning of a total reconstruction of my relationship with my brother. And I'm so grateful that I followed the steps I was given. And those are the ones that I now teach. (laughs) So, yeah, so I invite you, if you'd like to, join me in my free class this week. It's uh, How to Stop Playing Small for Lightworkers. You can uh, read about it on my events page at jenniferhadley.com. Also, take a look. You might be interested in my year-long Masterful Living class. It starts on January 1st. If you think you might be interested, sign up now. Don't procrastinate because you know what happens. Something else comes up and something else becomes more important than our healing. I'm so happy to be joining with you today. One more shout out for the Baja Mexico Living a Course in Miracles Retreat. Read all about it at acimretreat.com. And... If you appreciate this radio show, you can always make a tithe or donation at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. We take our breath of love and gratitude, our hand on our heart. We give thanks for our healing. We give thanks that we can change our mind. We give thanks that all healing is at the level of the mind. And in grace and gratitude, we accept our healing. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. like life. Grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win 
situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unity is celebrating its annual World Day of Prayer, September 9th to the 10th, and you can join us online. You'll hear great Unity speakers along with standout musician Eddie Watkins Jr. This year's theme is about moving from fear to faith as we stand in truth. It's perfect for these times. Learn more about the online events at worlddayofprayer.org and submit your prayer request to be included in the 24-hour prayer vigil. 